0: Ireland Talks Podcast with Kevin Byrne.
1: Hello, you're welcome to Ireland Talks Podcast. Joining me on the episode of the podcast today is a singer and musician from County Leitrim in the northwest of Ireland, renowned for her unique interpretation of Irish and root songs. She has been at the top of her profession since her first appearance as a singer with traditional group De Danon. She has toured and recorded with Ronnie Drew, Christy Moore, Dolores Keane, Christy Hennessy, to name but a few. I'm delighted to be joined by the great Eleanor Shanley. Eleanor, you're, you're very welcome to Ireland Talks podcast.
0: Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks for having me.
1: I'd like to ask you where it all started for you musically and, and I suppose what artists influenced you to the path you took in your, your music career?
0: Well, really what started me singing was my mother and her family were all singers you know fireside singers yeah and they were amazing singers and they handed me down loads and loads of songs so I used to do the you know the hills and feshes and god knows what back in the day and uh, they had great patience because yeah. my father would drive me to all these um festivals wherever they were and my mother would be with them and uh My cousin, Gabriel, who since passed away, actually, he was a singer as well. Hmm. So we used to go to all these things. And that's where I learned. That was my grounding, really.
1: And so there was always music in the house as such.
0: There was always music in the house and there's still music in the house. My niece is a lovely singer, Eleanor Quinn. And uh, so it's 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 being passed on. I think that's the important thing with music is to share it and pass a- it along.
1: Absolutely. I think that's what it's all about. And uh, you joined the Dallin Den Dan as a vocalist in, was that 1988, was it?
0: 1988, 89. Yeah. I was working in, in Foss, what was then Ankle Foss in Baggett Street in Dublin. Okay. And I used to go down to the Merchant on the Keys to Sessions. Yeah. And... Uh, well, I enjoyed the day job, but nighttime night time I used to study drama with Betty Ann Norton and I joined Tops of the Town and then I used to go to the O'Shea's Merchant and Dolores Keane uh, just left it on him. Yeah. And Ned O'Shea and a man called Frank Cooney put me in touch with Alec Finn and Frankie Gavin. The late Alec um, Finn, yeah. The late Alec Finn, whom I miss very much because yeah. Alec and I were great buddies. Yeah. But uh Yeah, I I met the two of them in Galway and two weeks later I was off in Finland, Sweden and Wales was my first gig. Wow. And I came back to the day job and I said, uh, I'm going.
1: (laughs) You're going to hit hit the road, as they say. Hit
0: the road, yeah. yeah. And I was lucky my family were really supportive because, you know, I was leaving a job at that time that had a wage at the end of the week to go into a very precarious kind of life.
1: Industry, Financially, anyway,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
1: I I think that was the same for, I think, nearly every musician you speak to when they, you know, any of them that had an actual day job, there was always that very, very, you know, big nervousness about going into the the music industry because, you know, of the, the regularity of the gigs etc
0: yeah and i think if you're in the position that you can do that and you can actually uh, go and hit the road i think it's really important to do it because yeah if it's in your blood and it's in your heart and soul life is very short yeah you try and follow the path that you know really is for you
1: yeah it's really so about it's I really about doing what you love isn't it sorry it's really about doing what you love
0: it is doing what you love, absolutely, yeah, and yeah. You get so much more out of life. And there's tough times. I mean, it's I love it, but there have been tough times along the way as well. It's not all kind of you know glamour and sunshine and yeah, laughs and all that, you know. So it's it's there's there's a very real down to earth part to it as well. But yeah. um, by and large, to to be able to sing, that's what I wanted to do, and to be able to do that for my job was is has been a, a wonderful journey. Yeah.
1: And in terms of artists, like what what did you uh, grow up listening to? What was what what I suppose inspired you musically wise? And I, I know you said the music in the house, but for example, uh, outside influences music wise, what who, who, who would you have been listening to back then?
0: Uh, well, I used to love people like Delia Murphy and John McCormack. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't a very um Hip at the time, I can tell you, it was yeah. you know like back in that day, those days, traditional music wasn't as as kind of attractive as as it is now to to young people. Yeah. So of course I followed the route of um, Donny Osmond and the Bay City Rollers and yeah. all those, you know, yeah. the Rod Stewart, all of that. Yeah. But alongside that, I have to say I've always loved uh, John Baez and Leonard Cohen music like that, and particularly John Baez. I was a huge Joan Baez fan, yeah, Still she, am. She's brilliant. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. We had your uh, we had your great friend, Mike Hanrahan, on the podcast uh, a month or two ago. Uh, Yeah. And he 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 was talking like he talked very affectionately of the late Ronnie Drew. You yourself recorded two albums and toured with Ronnie. Uh, Would you you like to share some of those memories and, uh, you know, what song maybe stood out that you recorded with Ronnie that I suppose takes you back to that time?
0: We uh, toured together for 12 years, right up to his his death. And uh, it was just a beautiful journey. I met him, oh God, many years ago when the Dubliners were doing their 30 Years Brian album. Yeah. And they invited uh, Dedanen to be on the album. And I was the singer with Dedanen at the time. So we, myself and Ronnie, the first song we sung together was uh, Boots of Spanish Leather. Okay. Alec Finn's idea to do it as a duet and it really worked as a duet. And from that then, myself and ronnie became firm friends and decided that we should uh, do some work together and uh, we did the couple more years album and that I, a couple more years will always be very special to me yeah uh, for sure boots of spanish leather a couple more years and then one of my favorite songs that i did with ronnie is actually um uh restless farewell on the parting glass Okay. And uh, there's another one on the, the, the Ella Morton Evita album. The last album we did was uh fair not fairly well, it's um The Leaving.
1: The leaving, yeah. And
0: every time I hear Ronnie sing that it he, he was leaving at that stage, you know, yeah. he was he was dying at that stage and every time I hear it I feel like it's he's saying goodbye at that point yeah. in time, you know? Yeah. So it is special to me.
1: He was a he was a special man for and
0: He was wonderful. He was yeah. really he was he had a great kind of um, honesty about him. Yeah. In every way, you knew if Ronnie liked you, he liked you. He would let people know if he didn't. He people weren't under any kind of <laughs> delusion or illusions with Ronnie that that he was fake because he the, certainly wasn't fake, the, and the, I really admired that. In him.
1: There was no bull with him.
0: None. None.
1: No. No. And uh, and I also uh, just I was reading a little bit yeah, where whereby you recorded a single with Patrick Bergen.
0: That, I did.
1: Yeah.
0: I met Patrick years ago uh, at a festival and I, see, I was lucky enough as well to be in the Danone when we did the gospel album. So I've always loved gospel music. And I met Patrick and he said he had written this song. Um, it's called My Angel. But he yeah. he had it. It's an African song, Malaika, and he had written English words to it. Uh-huh. So... Uh, We, again, we were friendly, became friendly down through the years. And a few years ago, we went into studio and recorded My Angel Malaika. And uh, wonderful song. It's a a
1: really lovely song.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. He did a beautiful version of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hard to, hard to imagine there, uh, you know, it's hard to imagine uh, Patrick Bergen. You you see him in EastEnders as this villain, and then he's singing such a wonderful song uh, in the duet with yourself. Yeah.
0: In, no more that Ronnie Drew was a a singer and all he wanted to be was an actor Yeah. He, he really wants to be an actor yeah. and Patrick Bergen is a great actor but he really wants to be a singer yeah, he just loves singing and he writes loads of songs and he's yeah he's, extraordinary he's really yeah that's for sure,
1: and we're, we're we're I suppose we're one year into a uh, the, the lockdown scenario, but you, you managed to record um, an album, a, v- a very fine album, shall I say, with uh, the classical guitarist John Feely entitled Cantium De More. Um, am I right with the pron- pronunciation? Yeah,
0: absolutely spot on. Um, we did that. We started that out about two years ago. And John, you see, I live in Ballinasloe now and yeah. John is from Ballinasloe originally. And John came to Ballinasloe, he, he's living in Dublin now, but he came down to do a concert in Galan's Hotel and uh, myself, and my partner, Brendan, went to the concert and I met John afterwards and he reminded me that we had met uh, 20, about 25 years ago in Liverpool Street Underground Station when uh, <laughs> he he was on tour himself and I was on tour with Edan and, and we had a chat then and I'd forgotten completely about it. But, uh Again, we got chatting and we did a couple of songs together, kind of just a singing session kind of thing. And then we thought, well, why the heck don't we go and do an album together? And we did a few concerts and then we went into Mielek Church. It's near Airport in Galway. Yeah. And we spent the summer in Mielek Church recording. There was just the two of us. So we were socially distancing long before COVID was ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sure. then we, we kind of... Um, Had it almost done, except we had to put strings and things like that on it when COVID hit. Okay. So we were in and out of studio in between lockdowns, you know, and trying to get it done. And we finally we had it actually virtually finished when Brendan Graham sent us a few songs, one of which was Can't See Young Day More. And when we heard it, we just said this song is too good to pass on, you know. So we went back in, we waited a few months, went back into a studio in Knoll in Dublin and uh, recorded Cancy Young, Daymore, and the rest is history. We were lucky enough then the uh, uh, Department of of Arts and Culture were giving out grants for an album release stimulus. So we were just in time to get the album release stimulus, which was a great help to us.
1: And that became the the title of the album, See Young... The more. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Because what, when we it came in, we looked at the songs. It was in what we called. We looked all the songs. They're virtually all love songs and John's tunes. You know, they're yeah. they're. Um, so it was very very fitting.
1: Because yeah, the the meaning is love song, isn't it?
0: Yeah, song of love. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Extraordinary that it came in at the end and then became the title <laughs> track of the album. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how things happen. How how do how do you find uh, the lockdown in general? Obviously, you're not doing live gigs, so everything is turned up on its head. Do you, do you miss that, or do you find it a great time for reflection or or relaxation, or or how you dealing with it yourself?
0: Initially, for the first lockdown, you know, I was kind of half pleased because I could relax and there was no pressure, and I you know didn't have to be going out on the road or anything, and it was just a really welcome break. Yeah. But then as it's gone on, I got really edgy. And for I'd say for a couple of months, I completely lost interest in music. And I just I di- didn't have any interest in singing or anything because, yeah. you know, when you don't have an audience and online is fine, but it's it's a very, very different energy. Yeah, it's not the same energy as having an audience there and that you can banter with and meeting people afterwards. Of I course. love all that. And I love yeah. chatting with the audience. But I started I, I have always painted and I took up a um, three-month intensive online art course and it's really all about finding yourself in art and finding and it has kind of re kind of revived my interest in art and music yeah so i'm kind of back in there doing what i want to do again you know painting like a mad thing and backsing and yeah. But I really want the sessions to come back. I'd love to be able to walk in and have a, a music session with the whole gang of people.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think everybody would. And, and uh, yeah. also the audience. I, like uh, there, some people have, have different opinions that when things do, please God, come back to normal, that, you know, maybe people won't be so eager to go to gigs and all. I just don't believe that. I think there'd be an awful hunger for for getting out and enjoying the, the, the music, etc. I know myself, I miss it desperately, and, and and I can't wait to get back to it.
0: I think when when this is over, we'll be out the gap. We will. We'll, we'll be flying. We, absolutely, we will I for think we, will, we will
1: for sure. It'd be like to it be like getting school holidays in the summer. We'd be we'd be gone down the road like a I don't know what. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. I suppose oh, yeah. it's uh, Saint Patrick's Day tomorrow. How how would you how would you celebrate that, or is it a day that you know you usually would enjoy? Or well, what way would you celebrate it?
0: I always, always, I love St. Patrick's Day and I love all the parades and all that kind of thing. And we'd always be touring around St. Patrick's Day because, you know, it's as people say, it's the musicianer's holiday. The Irish musicianer's holiday yeah. would always be somewhere in the globe. But I I did a, a an online concert for, it's live tomorrow night from Munro's in Galway. Oh, lovely. And um, there's a whole gang of people on, like Don Stiff, I'm singing with Michelle Lally and Karina Kaye and Sharon Shannon, although she's not physically there, she's playing with us because we did a track, it's actually a fundraiser for Roosevelt's Rooms Brilliant. Gary and Suzanne Monroe. so um, we recorded a song for that charity last year, and uh, we'll be performing that live tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock on Facebook
1: Really um, nice um, and that's 8 o'clock, so tomorrow evening, St. Patrick's evening, that'll eight be
0: 8 tomorrow evening, Facebook uh, Monrose Live, uh, I think you'll find it on my Facebook page as well, or you know, Don Stiff, Karina Carrick, Michelle Lally, Sharon Sham. There's loads of people on it.
1: Yeah. And um, in terms of, of plans for, for the future, in terms of, uh, you know, will there be a tour um, of this album that you've recorded?
0: Well, we were supposed to be going to Denmark back in January, but that, of course, had to be knocked in the head. So we'll we're, we're, we'll be touring it next January, all going well, in Denmark. But I'll be heading, to hopefully, at the end of August, all going well again, with yeah. Mike yeah. Henrahan going to uh, Austria for a tour.
1: Oh, brilliant. Yeah, of, of course, yeah. Uh, Mike was a big part of the, the Ronnie Drew days, wasn't he?
0: Oh, he was, of course. Yeah. With myself, Mike, Stephen Flaherty, Menace and Ronnie.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, we had a great time together, the four of us. We got on like a house on fire. And myself and Mike still do. We're in touch all the time. I was chatting to him yesterday. So.
1: He's a great man yeah. for the food, isn't he?
0: Oh, he is. So we, we used to rehearse in Mike's house with Ronnie, you know, when we got together yeah. first. And we go out and we would sing a song or two and Mike would cook big lunch. Yeah. And that would be the end of the rehearsal. So we had to ask Mike to stop cooking first because all we were doing was eating <laughs> yeah. and we we're doing no, no rehearsal at all. <laughs> but he's a wonderful cook.
1: Yeah. He is indeed. He is indeed. Okay, Eleanor. Um, and for more details, of course, uh, uh, people can check out your website, uh, www.eleanorshanley.ie. Uh, you're on YouTube. You're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, at Eleanor Shanley. Uh, for more details on what uh, gigs or online gigs you might have uh, coming up. Yeah. It was a real pleasure to speak to you. And I really thank you for joining me on the podcast today, Eleanor.
0: You're more than welcome, Kevin. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the chat.
1: Thank you very much.
0: All right. Take care.
1: Take care. Bye bye.
0: You can contact the podcast on Ireland Talks podcast at AOL.com.